let's get to our guest today, and that is no less than Paul Eisenstein, who is the main man at thedetroitbureau.com, to talk to us about a breakthrough in battery technology uh, that we need to be aware of. Uh, Paul, good afternoon to you. Hey, good to be with you. Just FYI, you might enjoy the fact that I am in Julian, California right now, test driving the brand new Hyundai Ionic 5. It's interesting that you should say that. Uh, I was just talking with uh, someone for our Powering Tomorrow podcast, uh, presented by Clarios, who was doing the very same thing. What did you think about it? This is their new EV. Yep, I can only say a little bit because I am embargoed. That's part of the process of getting out early in these vehicles. I I will say I'm impressed. Um, I'll have something up on the 17th of December. We can talk about it more then. Uh, But I think Hyundai is going to... uh, going to have a lot of people very interested in this vehicle because of range and other other benefits uh and this is part of the continuing process which gets us to what we're talking about of getting more range getting faster charging and all those things so we know that that for now at least it is the lithium-ion battery that's getting all the attention and a lot of the uh, bevs but there is a, a new technology coming solid state batteries what's the difference between the two and why will the solid state be a, a, what you believe will be a, a giant leap forward? Well, of course, automakers and other industries that need batteries are looking for the next generation technology. There's a bunch of different ones out there, uh, a, a lithium sulfur, aluminum ion, things like that. But the one that seems to be closest to production is, as you mentioned, something called solid state. Nissan, uh, just late last month, announced that they plan to open up a pilot plant in Japan in about 2024, and they expect to have uh, these solid-state batteries in production two years later. We see Stellantis, Ford, General Motors, Daimler, and a whole bunch of other folks now being pretty confident that they're going to be able to take this, this technology and go from little coin-sized batteries, the ones you'd use in a hearing aid, and move it up to the real world. Solid-state, the chemistry is similar to lithium ion, but it, it replaces that goop inside the batteries with basically a solid or a foam, and it hmm. has a lot of advantages. Less costly, uh, less likely to catch fire, lighter, higher energy density, which is the equivalent of more miles of range in the same battery. It should be able to charge faster, which may mean that solid state could wind up giving us charging times very, very close to what it takes to fill up a gas tank. Amazing. And and I guess the key word is they're cheaper. We know that parity between uh, an IC engine and, uh, and a BEV are something that's still very concerning for a lot of consumers. So what are, yep. where does that leave other auto... We know we, you say in your article here that Mercedes, Toledo, and Nissan are going to make, be making the switch to these batteries soon. Are they game-ready and how quickly will the other automakers follow here, given the fact that they've already built battery plants? Well, the good part about that is that most of the solid-state technology that, uh, that, that all these research firms are coming up with appears to be capable of going into an existing lithium-ion plant with a relatively modest tear-up. So, for example, uh, Ford folks expect that they'd be able to uh, use about 70% by value of the lithium plants they have in the switch. In other words, if they spent a billion dollars on a plant, 
uh, they'd be able to uh, save about $700 million in the conversion process, which is significant. Yeah, they'd still have to spend money, but it's nowhere like starting from scratch. And by the way, that's going to be important when you consider how much battery production is going in here in the United States. I just did a mm-hmm. uh, an estimate, and it looks like there's about a terawatt hour of lithium manufacturing going into the U.S. That's equal to a thousand gigawatt hours, or putting it another way, that's enough to power at least 10 million all-electric vehicles. I'm pretty sure that I saw you in a movie with Michael J. Fox. Um, I... <laughs> When you you start talking gigawatts and things like that, you know you leave me behind. Uh, Paul, it's a lot of power. Let's put it that way. It is. a lot of batteries. It's it's a mess of watts. Um, I got to ask you real quickly, (laughs) kind of an interesting milestone here, and that is that the folks at Ford are seeing their sales of the Mach-E approach the sales of conventional Mustangs. Yep, I did a story on that yesterday. Uh, they were only hundreds off from the, the regular Mustang. Now, you have to be careful measuring right now because, you know, with the chip shortage, they're directing chips where they need to. So the must, the regular Mustang, the coupe production was down a little bit because they didn't have enough chips. But the bottom line is Ford saw 2% of their total sales in November go to electric vehicles and they don't have many electric vehicles. So that says the more they build, the more people will come. So, yeah, at least and it will, it's be interesting to see where the ceiling is, because right now it's an artificial ceiling because of the chip shortage. So uh, we will watch for that, Paul Eisenstein, and we will read about it, as we always do, at thedetroitbureau.com. Thanks for being with us. Great to be with you. And again, that is Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. When we come back, new news that a lot of folks that thought they'd be returning to the office in the new year won't be. We'll find out why next on The Guy Gordon Show.